Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you, lovely to sight you, lovely to be in the same room. There's something about 3D, HD, real-time contact, isn't there? It's very special. Um, God made us that way. Um, <clears throat> and uh, considering technology and the, the limitations of technology and the benefits of technology, I, I'd just like to express my appreciation to Jaden up the back there. Um, just in these last few minutes, we've been challenged with getting my pictures and stuff up to speed to, to show you. And I'm one of these sort of visual people that just loves slides and it, it helps me to present as well. And I don't know whether it's going to work or not, but regardless, um, thank you, Jaden. We, we love you. Um, so Phil asked me to speak this morning on the parable of the sower or the parable of the soils, which is an interesting one. So if you've got... Um, your Bible on a device. Can you uh, please turn to Matthew chapter 13? Oh, we've got it. Thank you, Jaden. Awesome. The parable of the sower. And um, I'll read that out, but I'd, um, I'd like you to think about um, who we are in this picture. Who are we in this parable? So I'll, I'll go... Straight down to the parable, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell in the, on the rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Do you have ears? Have you heard? Who might you be in this picture? Any suggestions? You're the soil? That's what springs to mind? Yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. Could we potentially be the farmer? Eh? Yeah. Great. Well, I'd like to talk, talk about us being the soil this morning. Um, we could be even part of the um, harvest, I guess. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk about the soil. Um, the metaphors that God gives us in the Bible are amazing, and often when we look into them deeply, we see more and more truth. So, I, in my um, career, I've been privileged to learn a fair bit about soil, so I'd like to share some of that with you. Thanks, Jaden. Um, soil is actually alive. It's not dead. There are so many, there's so much life in there, not just plant life, but also, um, you know, we know about worms, we know about bugs. Um, there's, there's even uh, microscopic, lots of microscopic life, and that brings life to our whole planet. Next one, thanks, Jaden. Um, there's a, a little schematic of some of the stuff that, that goes on. Um, and integral in it is, is the way that plants can bring up nutrients from ultimately rock and products of rock, which is previously inaccessible and dead. Thank you. How it works is that, is that soil is very fine has very fine particles and the roots go down deep and the water moves in and out and air moves in and out to supply 
what the life in there needs to get the minerals out of it. Next one, thanks. When I was doing some farm consulting um, oh, 20, 30 years ago, I, I had a visit with an advisor, and one of the first things he did, and all around the farm actually, he wasn't just, didn't just look at the animals and the grass, but he took a spade and he dug it in. And uh, where the soil was healthy, the roots were like twice as deep as the other normal roots. Um, and there were so many more worms. And, and he concentrated on certain products and practices and, and management that brought life to that soil. And this is an example of some New Zealand soil. You can see the topsoil there. That topsoil hasn't just turned up overnight. <laughs> it's come from long processes. And um, the part on the right there is a soil profile, which talks about a pumice soil. So some of you might be familiar if you go down to the central plateau. Um, many years ago, uh, volcanoes erupted. They spurted out lava. Uh, that, that landed in water, cooled quickly and became pumice. Some of that pumice ac accumulated in certain parts of the country and then lots of stuff happened after that, like you know, forests grew or, or there might have been some shifting and, and weathering and eventually you end up with the soil and, and even over more time, um, the topsoils formed. Now, now topsoil... Um, it is formed by the action of plants and animals, but it all comes from what's called a parent material. And so your parent material might have been um, a swamp, like we have peat soils near here that were formed from uh, old vegetation, or it might be pumice like that, or it might be a granity rock or, or something really, really, really different, or it might be floodplains in a big river. But it each has a parent material. Thanks, Jaden. And... It's not until we get life into that parent material and break it up that all the good minerals come out and as the waters wash into that soil, the fine roots of the plants will pick up those minerals, lots and lots of minerals, and extract the good stuff. Thank you. And so if we have a well-structured soil, it's a soil where roots can go down deep and extract those minerals and... and and there are pores, there are little channels in and out where air and water moves. Thank you. Next one. And then the stuff can happen above the soil, which um, gives us life. So you can add cows and crops and pasture, and, and there we live. But this amazing stuff is happening underneath um, all the time, and it's happened over a long period. And guess what? God created it. I wonder what the soil in the Garden of Eden looked like. I wonder how alive that was without sin, before sin entered the world. Thank you. Um, occasionally, with soil, we can move from a good structure to a poor structure, and we see that in this example where those cows there are hammering the topsoil, they're pugging it, and what happens is it compacts. And it doesn't work so well. You know, the water doesn't penetrate, the air doesn't penetrate, and the grass is slow to grow back. And that requires remedial work. Thank you. Next one. Um, and, and there's an example of the compacted soil versus the other and, and the roots that I talked about being shallow. Really interesting how God um, has created things and how we interact with that. Thank you. So, 
Moving on, perhaps to our, our the, the sort of spiritual considerations. Um, good soil. To be good soil, we have to have good parent material. Now, aren't we fortunate to have the best parent ever to form our parent material? Um, we're so grateful to God. And, and when we're born again, he... he creates a new creature. Behold, when any man is is in Christ, he is a new creation. We're so grateful that God works amazingly in our lives. Um, The other key ingredient is is good structure, and I want to talk a bit more about both of those two things. Thanks, Jaden. Okay. Are there other references to soil in the scriptures and us? Well, yes. How about this one? From dust. He created us and, and he breathed into our nostrils, into Adam's nostrils, the, the life. The, um, the Maori people call it life force, maudiora. And with the beautiful hongi, we, we share life breath. God has created us from the dust and, and breathed life into us. Um, and uh, remember when Jesus met with the uh, disciples shortly after he was resurrected, he was in a room and said, breathe on them and receive the Holy Spirit. It's not just natural life he breathes into us, it's also spiritual life. Thank you. Next one. What has this soil got to do with holiness? Well, how about this one? Um, break up your fellow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. What about... The concept of setting land or soil apart. You know, not all soil is suitable for um, creating food. Some soil is glorious in the wild. You know, some mountains are kind of not meant to be farmed on. But in terms of uh, being set apart, we are the good soil in that parable. You know how there was the rocky soil? Or, or, you know, maybe some soil is not suitable for seed to land. But he wants us to be set apart, which is one of the definitions of holiness. And so um, it's a wonderful way that he works in our lives. But thinking about cultivation, I want to sort of hover over there for a while. Cultivation is actually a dramatic disruption of soil structure. So you can have a soil structure going along, and then along comes a plough, and it flips it right upside down. And so... It loses structure dramatically. Um, but in doing so, the, um, the water and the air and everything gets mixed back in with that soil. And, and we cultivate for a reason, because the soil either needs refreshing or we need to create a crop, which grows a whole lot more. And as that, as that water and that air move in, it releases a whole lot more minerals and carbon from the parent material. So you get this massive growth surge. Does that sound like our life sometimes? Cultivation, tipping upside down, preparing for a a new growth surge? Um, Cultivation isn't something we want to do all the time. It's an occasional thing. (laughs) So you can't do it with our soils all the time. If we did it, um, we'd eventually lose so much carbon and break down the uh, the, the fine soil structure from... Average to fine, it would it would not be sustainable. But 
in God's time, in God's timing, break up your fallow ground. There is a time for cultivation until he comes and rains righteousness on you. Interestingly, cultivation also stirs up um, buried seeds. Some of these are good and some of these are not so good. And uh, some of them are weeds, which we have to deal with. So in times of cultivation, we need to be aware of our weed management. Um, the, the, the goal of, of cultivation uh, in agriculture is ultimately to prepare soil for a renewed structure, but also a you know, sustainable structure that, that um, has all those good things happening again that retains water that it's not compacted. So let's say we've had one of those pugged paddocks and we decide to cultivate it, we turn it over, we look after it, uh, it, it breathes, it drinks, and when the rains come, they don't wash off anymore or they don't sit in puddles, they soak into the soil and they bring life by their presence, the water and the air, all working the way uh, God wants it to, to ultimately receive and retain the rain that he sends when he comes and rains righteousness on us. So, next one. Thanks, Jaden. Um, and now, thinking about the bigger picture, um, you know, critical to all this is the gardener, our gardener. Without him, nothing happens. Nothing at all. Um, we were but dust. We, uh, uh, the earth... Uh, sorry, this, the yeah, earth was formless and void and the spirit hovered over the waters. There was nothing. God brought order. And as our gardener, um, it is essential um, that, that we work with him and in him and for him. Our gardener happens to be the same one who wants to sit at the table with us in communion. He's the one knocking at the door of our hearts. How are you getting on with the gardener? Is the gardener knocking at your door? I wonder what he might what he might like to see happen with your soil. Is it time to cultivate? Is it time to plant? Is it is it time to be fallow and rest? All of these things may apply. Do you know what? In Jesus, uh, as we cultivate, our gardener is also a fellow plowman. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you uh, and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. And the picture there, I've heard people talk about two, a yoke being two, um, two yokes, us and Jesus, sharing and working together and, and also with each other. So even in that process of, 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 of cultivation, he is with us and in us. Is, is he knocking at the door of a secret or painful garden that you have? Is there an, an area of soil in your life that he wants to, to work with? Or bringing healing or transformation or, or to set aside, is he saying? There's an area there of soil that I'd like to see something growing in, in your life. Or is he even maybe calling you an apprentice, calling you to be an apprentice, <laughs> being a bit of a gardener, helping others to be set apart for their unique crop? So different soils um, grow different crops well. 
or has he never been let in? Um, and, and do you want this gardener to come into your life for the first time? And that, if it doesn't apply to people in the room, maybe it applies to people uh, on the other side of the camera going forward in time. Thank you. Um, so here he is. This is a message in the, in the first reading to believers uh, read that in the church. Here I am, I'd stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. We, we had a lovely picture on a communion online not so long ago that, that, that Jesus wants to come in and sit at our table with us. He actually wants to set a table in the presence of our enemies. He wants us to clear the table, make room for him so that we can then go on and garden. And lastly, I think on the last slide, yeah, in the amazing mysteries of God, we, we talk, we've been talking about the concept of living stones as elders, how Jesus is a stone, he's the headstone, he's the, um, he's, he's the cornerstone, he's the uh, foundation stone, but he's also a fellow, fellow living stone, and as well as us being soil, he is soil. Grow into him, get your strength from him. Let him make you strong and put your roots down deep. There's various translations of us putting our roots down deep into Jesus. He is modelling good soil for us. Um, what an amazing God we have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's just ponder that for a moment. And um, I'll pray and then we'll move from there. Father God... Um, I just want to thank you for the wonder of creation and, and the wonder of the parables that Jesus told. Um, and in this particular case, how, how the soil uh, teaches us things. Um, please highlight those things that you want us to learn. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and our minds. Help us to... Uh, receive and hear that which you have for us and to become the good soil to be fertile ground for the seeds that you sow to see life come from this, the garden of our hearts and to encourage and facilitate and bless others so that they and their soil may flourish. With so much going on in this world today, I, th I thank you for a simple and natural um, parable that we can focus on and enjoy, that we can join with all creation in praising you, uh, and we can uh, live in the joy of the original Garden of Eden. Thanks again, Lord, um, and please bless these words for your purposes in our lives.